Welcome back to the Evolution Pod Club. I am Jackie Seiden. I'll be leading the conversation today. And I want to start off by talking about what is true. There are no truths. The only truth is that you are a limitless being of pure, positive love and acceptance. Everything else is just your beliefs. Everything in your life is just a manifestation of what you believe. Are your beliefs limiting or are they empowering? That is it. They either are confining or they're beneficial to you. No two people on the planet have the same set of beliefs from top to bottom. So when the beliefs are limiting, things happen in your life to prove that's true. That has momentum. So for example, I went running and I run at like a casual 6.0 or a six up to a 6.5. This is where I run. That might be fast for some people. That might be slow for some people, but that's where I like to run. I have a limiting belief that if I run at 8.0, I am going to hurt my hip because that's happened to me once. So now when I sprint, I don't go anywhere near that eight number. I don't really go over a seven, but that's a limiting belief. But now anything I do will just provide more evidence that that belief is true. So the next time I run at 8.0, it's possible that my body will tense up because I have this belief. And then of course I will injure myself. Now, knowing that I can play with it. I start to work through that limiting belief where I know that my body is capable of anything. I'm also running and my knees are fine. Every other joint is fine. So why specifically my hip? Why do I have to give it that attention? So you start work through those limitations of why do you think your body can't do this, that I provide proof for myself. My body is capable of so much. I just had a baby. I am creating milk and sustaining life with my body. And I don't think I can run it at 8.0 for 15 seconds. That doesn't even make sense. But I do have this belief deep in my bones. So I'm not really ready to go there yet. But I've been working through this limiting belief. And now when I go and I take a sprint, I'll go seven, five. Okay, my body's fine. Then maybe the next day it's a 7.6. And you can start to play with it. But the truth is, is once I release that belief about the 8.0, I could probably run it a 9.5. I am the one imposing these limitations on myself, putting myself in a box. And we do that in every aspect of our lives. We do that in relationships. So let's say you have a friend and you have a belief about this friend that she gets overwhelmed. She doesn't like to make plans. It's too much for her, but you have an inspired thought to make a plan. So you call her and you say, I'd love to get together, but because you have this limiting belief that you are imposing on your friend, you approach it like this. I am so sorry. I know you're going to be so annoyed. Like, I know you don't want to do this. It's going to be so overwhelming, but like, I'd love to see you. And with all of that, you notice your friend does get a little overwhelmed and maybe rolls her eyes. And basically it's what we called a self-fulfilling prophecy. You made that happen. You created that reaction that you were maybe sort of dreading as opposed to if you don't put any limitations on yourself or anyone else, and you just say, I'm inspired to see my friend. I, gosh, I'd really love to see her. She may be receptive. She may not. It really has nothing to do with me. I'm just going to reach out. And you reach out and you say, hey, I'd love to see you if you're around. She says, great. I'd love to see you too. So you see how your limiting beliefs actually do impact your behavior. So when I say you manifest events to prove that your limiting beliefs are true, and these events are what we call manifestation events, it's not just some esoteric idea. 
it is actual concrete behavioral changes that you make based on your beliefs, which manifests proof and evidence to show you that your limiting beliefs are true. So your friend gets annoyed and you say, see, she gets overwhelmed. I knew that was going to happen. Or my hip hurts. And I say, see, I knew I couldn't do that. My hip hurts. It's just providing evidence. It's an attractive universe. So when you understand that, then it's so much easier to go, oh, well, it works in the other direction as well. If I have an empowering belief, oh, my body can do anything. Then you will attract events to show that's true. I will run and not have pain. You can call your friend and say, let's hang out. And she'll say, great. And so that's what I mean by people around you will start to be affected and change. Your life in uh, ways big and small will be affected and will change. But it's not convoluted. It actually makes sense. You just want to flip the script to that positive, empowering beliefs, to those beneficial beliefs. And it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice because we've had practice doing limiting beliefs our whole lives. So now we're in the practice of catching ourselves, trying to investigate why do I have a limiting belief about my body, about my friend? Why do I have that limiting belief? Well, really, I'm just afraid of being rejected and I don't want to be rejected. So I have that fear when you work through that belief and say, it doesn't matter if she doesn't want to hang out with me. It's fine. I'm just going to act on this inspiration. Then you'll be greeted with a different response. But if you're still acting in that I'm unworthy, I, this invitation will get rejected, then you may sense resistance on the other end because that's the energy and the vibration you're coming from. So we're just trying to shift all of your vibration into a higher vibration so you can approach everything in your life in that higher vibration, in that empowering stance. And then you receive very exciting, beautiful things in return, deeper relationships, freedom, enjoyment, curiosity, more adventures. And that's pretty much the goal. So that was the first thing I wanted to start off with today, how to get from how you manifest, how are you manifesting things you do not prefer from a limiting belief? And how are you manifesting things you prefer from an empowered belief? And seeing those connections. So I want to open the floor for questions about what's going on in your lives. And we'll see if we can apply all this lovely knowledge to what's going on. One thing that I would love and I, and I think it's shared is, is um, specifically tools. So I'm in a great headspace today. I did I yeah. had some events yesterday that I worked through and I felt really good about them um, and made some decisions that I like saw that attraction. I saw that happen, right? Yeah. By being pretty high, but three days ago, you know, I was not. So the tools in the, and, and they're not as volatile anymore. And I am finding ways to get <clears throat> higher, but when it gets to that point of either I'm in the red, cause I got triggered. Right. Or, mm-hmm. I'm, um, uh, you know, anxious because of, uh, of a triggering episode that's coming that I know that I've worked at, you know, all of those things, the, the, what are the tools to, aside from pen to paper to get back into alignment or simply, and I think this is actually of more interest to me. Um, is, is to work through the anxiety in that moment when you're in the fire, right? When you're walking through the fire. Do you want to talk about anything specific? Well, sure. So here's an, here's an example that is um, happening right now that is, is bringing up some old anxiety is I have a date. I haven't had a date in a really long time. Yeah. 
So, so it's bringing up some stuff that I get to the bottom worthiness is underneath that I can get sure. to the limiting belief, but what, but what if any tools are there in the moment to work through the, the anxiety that I'm preemptively anxious about an event that's going to happen. Right. Right. So if I know so, I have tools, then I'll be less anxious. Well, what's exciting about this is this is actually an excitement. And when you have excitement, you're always going to have an equal intense fear, anxiety that will match the excitement. And it's pushing through that fear that causes you to ascend and grow and increase your vibration. So that fear in terms of that energy that's crackling underneath you, knowing this date is coming, won't go away. And it's the fact that you're going to go, I'm, well, you have a choice to not go or to go, but that pushing past that energy is the growth knowing that that is just fear and it's not rational. So in the moment, there are certain things you can do, but we don't want to numb ourselves. We don't want to not feel those fear. Well, we do, right? We feel it. We don't want to feel it, but that is so important. Those feelings. And the more you do this work, you're going to notice that you're more sensitive and you're going to feel those fears even deeper you're going to be called to feel them in order to push past them and know in your body, this is just my ego mind. This is just like you said, my fears of unworthiness that are rearing their heads and they'll always be there, but you do want to decrease the intensity, right? It's all about what you believe. What do you believe is the worst thing that could happen on this date? Just, just God. <laughs> like, you know, oh God, saying the wrong thing. I mean, this is being recorded, but like, I don't know, a booger in my nose, like food on my face. Like I go through all of these things, you know, and, and I think ultimately what's probably the most, aside from the fun things, like, you know, tripping as I walk in the door, what is like, not is, is, is having my anxiety be a hindrance to, to the exchange to not being able to be present and, and give the best version of myself into a moment because of my fears. Right. So, well, there's a couple of things to play right now. One is if you have a booger in your nose or if you trip, or if you put your foot in your mouth, those are all things that cause you to worry about what his judgment is going to be, but you can't know he might find that endearing. My husband really enjoys little quirky things about people and he doesn't like the glossy fancy he likes when I put on deodorant okay so you don't know this guy might think that that's very you're you are putting your own judgment on all of these possible things that could go wrong but you don't know him and you don't know where he's coming from and you don't know what his perspective is of you you couldn't possibly it might be adorable now the other part of this is that these are all of course anxieties in the future it doesn't exist. And you are only in the present moment always. So when that happens, how do you get back in the present moment? Well, there's different tools that you can use to get in the present moment. You could use tools just to get from your limbic system to your frontal lobes by just naming things in the room. I do this with my daughter all the time when she's having a complete meltdown. I'll say, how many fingers am I holding up? Name five things in your room. What do you feel on your body? What do you smell? What are you hearing? And if you just start answering those questions, it just brings you into the present. That's all that's doing.
but it's a very useful tool. You'll see when someone's having a panic attack, that's always something that somebody who's very experienced in handling that will say, name five things you're smelling. What sensations are you feeling on your body? Can you do that right now? Feel, I feel my sweater on my body and the tickle of my hair. And that just immediately gets you into a different part of your brain. That's not perspective, but it is in terms of, it's a tool that our human bodies can use to get into the present moment. Of course, we talked about breath. What is something that you find super fun to do that just you love to do? Dance. I mean, that's the best answer in the world. So in anticipation of the state, when you feel your brain going there and you know you're in a negative stream of consciousness and you want to shift into the excitement of it, the anticipation and enjoyment and curiosity of who this person's going to be. And I don't know. And the unknown is another thing that oftentimes activates lots of fear in us because in the unknown, we can just sort of fill it in with all sorts of thoughts and ideas and scenarios that we perceive as not happening for us. But of course they are. And you zoom out and you say, this is all happening for me. Turn on a song and just dance in your room until you find yourself smiling and you feel better in your body and you're just excited again and not attaching to any outcome. Because who cares? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens on this date. You know it's in love because you're connecting with someone. And everything else beyond that is just going to be so fascinating and interesting. And all the stuff that could potentially happen to you in your mind that is negative, it's that's just your perception and your judgment. You're judging yourself. You are perfect. You can't get it wrong. So know that I'm perfect. Writing your journal, some affirmations. I am powerful. I am creative. I am limitless. I am undefinable. I am worthy. I am source. I am a limitless being. So if you're a limitless being, then what in the world could possibly happen on this date that takes any of that away from you? Nothing, nothing. And even just talking about that and reminding yourself about that, it will take the pressure off. You'll feel your body get more into alignment. And I want to say sort of calm that I love calling it crackly energy because it does feel like that, that kind of anticipation and just look at it as fun. It's all fun. Who cares? That's all we're doing. And what is the potential? Let's say the potential is a new friend in your life, a new person in your life. It doesn't have to be what you are perceiving you lack, which is the romantic relationship. Let's not worry about that because that feeling or sense of lack is what got you again here. And it's part of your journey of self-discovery. And it's a big part of what's moving you so quickly and just knowing that it doesn't matter. You are love. You are already love. You do not need anything. You do not need have a tank that needs to be filled. You do not have a hole that needs to be mended. You are just going on this date to connect with another human on the planet who is also source, who's also limitless, who is also coming with his own limiting beliefs of unworthiness. And we don't know what they are. And because you've raised your vibration, you can definitely have confidence that he is a match to your vibration now, which is why you could not have gone on a date with him a year ago. And so have fun seeing who that is, 
who's a match for me right now in vibration? This is so interesting. And just come in from that curiosity and sort of that new work perspective. And if that doesn't work, name five things in the room. You could do it while you're on your date. You can literally just look around and name colors in your mind, name the smells in your mind if you're in that moment, and that will bring you back to your frontal lobes and that will actually make you feel more present and aware of what's going on. And then you can report back to us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's amazing. I love that. Like the shifting of perspective of that, it, knowing, knowing these things about yourself, but knowing that about that person too, and that gets you out of your fear and realizing, you know, something we know, but it's just not something that's easily done when, when fear takes residence. He is not only coming in with limiting beliefs, but he also has the anticipation and he also has worries and doubts and thoughts of who knows what he, where he lands on the insecure and confident spectrum. Everyone is somewhere on that spectrum, but he also had to push past fear to make that date happen. Maybe that was easier for him. Maybe it was hard for him. We don't know, but he's got all of his beliefs happening as well. Everyone's just in their own sort of orbit in that way. You can't know. We're all in our own balloons and you can't see inside anyone else's balloon. You only have your balloons. You could smash your balloons up together, but then when you smash it, your face gets all distorted. So the best thing you can do is just add love. And every time you add love, the balloon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you can see clearer and clearer and clearer. And when you're in fear, the balloon gets smaller and smaller and smaller and things get more confusing and muddier and less clear. So that's the best you could do is just add love to your balloon. And if you do that, he will sense that and potentially add love to his balloon. And no matter what it is, just know you are meant to have that connection because that's what's happening if it indeed happens. And that's it. I love that smile. <laughs> I was putting that in the chat, but I'm like, add love to your balloon. Add love to your balloon. And others will add love to their balloons. That's right. <laughs> that's so great. I love that. So and we're, that's all we're doing is walking around. And then when we're in the non-physical, what happens? We still can't know anyone in the way we think we can, but we'll know so much more. And we'll understand how we all came here to explore and have fun and play. And you'll see each other in the non-physical and be like, oh my God, do you remember we went on that date? It's so funny. And you're coming from this perspective and I was coming from this perspective because you will, you'll do that with every single encounter with every person that you've ever met. But we have limited information right now. So we have to do the best we can with that information. And honestly, I have to applaud you guys because this is not easy. It takes conscious effort. But I believe that this is where all humanity is going ultimately. And the fact that you're here doing this work and you've called upon having this conversation every week, it says so much. And this goes for anyone listening at a later date as well. Everyone a part of this conversation or listening at a later date is a great explorer. We are all explorers. That's what we're doing here. We came to the physical realm to explore the idea of unworthiness. We, in our truest form, are love. So we are limitless, undefinable 
beyond worthy beings who are now in our bodies exploring what it feels like to be unworthy. And that is a very interesting and fascinating exploration. It's so exciting and it is so on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought, as Gary will say. And you are making a shift happen for everyone. You are moving the mass consciousness more toward love in every one of these decisions to shift your perspective to that of the creator and that of love and away from the victim and away from fear. And it's so cool. I cannot wait to hear about this date. And it's hard because the the old the old me wants to just like dive in and be like, okay, so like what did you guys like talk about? But now I know that doesn't matter. None of those little details have anything to do with anything. What is exciting is you're just connecting with someone. That's the part that's exciting. And yeah. it's in the future. Look, it may not happen, right? There could be, it could be a huge manifestation event that you're creating for yourself where his car breaks down and he doesn't show up. You just don't know. So you just have to be along for the ride and not attach at all to any sort of outcome. Because the only place that we know where anything is happening is this, where we're sitting right now. That's the only thing that's happening. And also the version of you sitting here right now is not the same as the version of you that will be on that date because we're changing billions of times a second and you will be a more ascended, more enlightened person when you go on that date than you even are in this moment. So you can't even anticipate who you'll be because you'll be somebody different. And that's cool too, because we always look to the future at the event coming and we worry about it as ourselves right now. So when my husband left me with my baby and my toddler for six weeks, and I was worrying about it two months before, obviously, I was just starting in with this work. And I thought, wait, I'm not the same person today as I will be the day he leaves. I will be more prepared. That would be like a kindergartner going to college, not ready. But I trust that if I go step by step by step by step, by the time the moment comes where he's actually walking out the door, that's the moment that I will be ready. Not one moment before and not one moment after. And that's the law of attraction. That's abundance. That's the trust and the faith that we have. We have everything we need, all the tools we need for each moment, no more, no less. You're breathing air. You take in just the air you need. You don't hoard the air and take in tons of air just to hold on for later because you're worried there won't be enough air. And you're not skimping and taking little sips. You just take exactly the amount of air you need when you need it. And that's what we want to apply to every sort of aspect, that faith that the universe will provide exactly what we need when we need it. And when you go on that date and who you are in that moment, you'll get exactly what you need in that moment to further your journey of self-discovery. hey <laughs> Anyone want to jump in? Uh no, I just wanted to know if you could speak a little bit more about preferences, um, because one of the things that I find really, really difficult, I guess it is um, not being attached to an outcome, because uh, clearly there are certain things that, you know, there's certain ways I want things to turn out, you know, yeah. um, certain outcomes I would prefer to others. So what you think yeah. you want? So we think we want a good job, make good money and buy the place of our dreams. We think we want the relationship 
and the family and the kids. And we think we want a million dollars in the banks. So we don't have to worry about money. These are all things that we think we want. And right now in this moment, that may be what you prefer. Yeah, I prefer to have a really good job and have a lot of money and a lot of cool people around me. And then I'll be happy and free and feel good all the time. And the truth is, I could give you all of those things right now in this instant. And in a little while, after the initial excitement wears off, you will still have the exact same fears and limitations that you have in this moment. You may not believe that to be true, but not only that, they will be more extreme because now you have all this stuff. You have the money in the bank and the relationship and the kids and the security, the financial security, and you still have these feelings, which will intensify them so much because you think, well, I have all this stuff. How come I'm not happy? And now what do I do? And then you get into a real, real negative stream of consciousness, then you're really in fear. The truth is what you really want and what we all truly want is to understand that we are limitless and to understand that we are source and to understand that we are free and that we are whole and that we are worthy. And if you understand that right now in this moment where you are sitting and you start to feel those feelings then all of a sudden you can look around in your life in such a greater appreciation and gratitude. And you start to go, you know what? I really love this apartment because my bed is so soft and I love my coffee maker is right here. And I get to make my coffee in the morning. And I love that little routine that I do. And I love that I can like call this friend. And I think it's fun to go on a date and I get excited about doing my passion and I, I see it. I see that I'm abundant. I get it. I, I really feel that. And then what happens when you start to appreciate all the things that you have and have gratitude for what you have, it opens you wide up because now you're in alignment. And when you're in alignment, the inspiration will come. And that little voice will say, you know what? You should call so-and-so and go for coffee. And you think, I'm going to act on inspiration. I feel good. So I know that's inspiration. And then you go back to the fear I talked about in the morning. Oh, she's going to be overwhelmed. She's going to be so annoyed. I'm calling her right now because she's busy, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you call and you go for coffee. And during that coffee, some conversation comes up and you think, you know, what would be cool. We should play tennis together. She's like, Oh my God, we should totally play tennis together. We've never, that would be so fun. And then you make this tennis lesson and you guys go to play tennis and you're wearing your, your black Lycra Lululemon and everyone else looks so cute in their tennis outfits, but they're, none of them are ones that you would wear. And you think, you know what? I, I feel like I could, I, I think I could I have a really cute idea for tennis gear. And then you go home and you start Googling about tennis wear. And somehow you have this inspiration to email this friend of yours from college. You say, I have this idea about tennis where he says, I can't believe you're emailing me. I, I'm in this branding business and we're doing design and I need ideas. And all of a sudden you're attracting this idea for this huge business that's gonna make you a ton of money, who knows, okay? Or it may lead to something else. But my point is, is if you can get into alignment and see everything in your life as exactly perfect and happening for you right now, then you will receive inspiration and you do not know where the inspiration is leading. So you take that inspiration and you just go and it will lead 
to incredible abundance, to fulfilling relationships and to all the things you've always dreamed of, but then you will be arriving to those things at a high vibration to appreciate them and not come in them with the fear that you have now. Because if you come in with the fear you have now, then let's say you buy, let's say you do, you attract a million dollars and you buy that house in the neighborhood you've always wanted to live in. And you're so excited, but then you move in and you realize that everybody else has really nice cars and your car isn't as nice. And now you're super self-conscious about your car and that you only have two garages and everyone else has three garages. It will just keep happening. You will feel the lack no matter where you are. And it will just, it just has momentum and it builds like a snowball rolling down a mountain. And so the whole idea is to say, what I truly want is to understand that I am abundant and I am free and I am love. And then when you're in that space of alignment to act on the inspiration that comes and just have faith, it will bring you to the next step. And that's all you have to do. You know, I, I watched that documentary with Tina Turner and um, she was in that relationship with Ike that we all know about. And it was incredibly fascinating because the thing that got her out was when she attracted the teachings of Buddhism, right? And she started chanting. And she said in that interview that through the chanting, I realized I was free. While she was in the relationship, that incredibly abusive, intense relationship, she had the discovery that she was free while she was in it. That gave her the courage to leave. That gave her the courage to free herself, even though, because she knew she was free, but to free herself in all the ways. And she, she freed herself of the chains and then got out of that relationship. She was no longer needed that relationship to show her that she was already free. And so she raised her vibration and moved on to the next phase of her life. And if that isn't the most powerful example of understanding abundance and freedom and who we truly are in the moment. I don't know what is that really impacted me. Does that make sense in terms of what we prefer? Yeah, no, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, I needed the reminder though. <laughs> we, we need the reminder every day. You know, I've been doing this now. I like, you guys know I'm doing my third boot camp, and I'm still asked the same questions. What would you change in your life? Who would you change in your life? Every day we're asked these questions. And every day the answer is the same, even though if I'm being honest, of course there's things I would change, right? But then I have a choice to invest in that wanting to change someone or to invest in the belief that I know it's all perfect and happening for me. So we, we have to do this. This is all very repetitive for a reason. It's a practice. Just like your yoga practice, you don't do the yoga practice and then come back in the next day and have all new sets of asanas. It's the same ones over and over and over again. And every time you do it, you find something new. Oh, if I just release this muscle, I can stretch a little bit more. Oh, this feels good. Oh, you know, I can, I can put my shoulders back here. And every time you do it, you find something else. And it's the same thing with this work. Every time you hear me talking about these things, 
there's going to be an idea that I've already said, but you're going to hear it in a new way now because you've raised your vibration. You're different now. You're going to receive this differently than you did when we first started. And anyone listening at a later date, it's the same for them. They're going to hear what they hear and respond to what I'm saying. But it's possible that they listen again in six months, they're going to hear something completely different. And so, of course, of course, we need reminders constantly. If you think of your life as a mirror with, uh, with balloons, if you think of your life as a glamour mirror with the bulbs on it, and each bulb is an aspect of your life, career, family, money, body, health, and you imagine that each bulb is at a different brightness. Some bulbs you imagine are a little dimmer. Some bulbs are a little brighter. And all these bulbs are a perfect mirror to your beliefs. What you believe and where you have empowering beliefs and where you have limiting beliefs. So let's say your career bulb is a little dimmer. Then you know, okay, I have some limiting beliefs around that bulb that I need to work through. And the more you work through those limiting beliefs, the brighter it will get. But you got to do the investigation. What do I believe? I don't believe I'm worthy of $100 million. Why not? And here's what's interesting about worthiness as well. If I could show you right now a glimpse of who you really are, it would not feel good. It would be too intense. If you're at, let's say a seven in terms of feeling good and where you like to your vibration to live. And I send you to a 10, but I send you a 10 with your f- beliefs of unworthiness, which we all have and your fears, it's going to feel so icky. And like, for example, if Jordan goes on this date and she has some belief still of unworthiness, which we all do, but let's say intensified for one reason or another, she doesn't feel like she's having a good hair day, whatever. And her date is just going, oh my God, you are so beautiful. Your hair is amazing. I love your eyes. She will probably say, this is too much. It's gross. You're, it's like icky. I don't want all this. He's like, no, you don't understand. I see you. And you're just oh, I can't even get over your beauty and your magnificence and your soul and your ideas are so incredibly compelling and I just want to touch you. She's going to say, back the F up, right? (laughs) Because it doesn't feel right. It feels incongruous to our beliefs about ourselves. So that's why if I just showed you exactly how spectacular you were and magnificent you were in that moment, it wouldn't feel right. We have to go step by step You have to go in order. You can't rob anyone else of their journey. And that's why the word journey is so important. It really is a process and it's eternal. (laughs) So you don't need to be in a rush because we're going to be here a while. So you just kind of go step by step. It feels fast to us, but by the non-physical, it feels so slow. Um, And that's just the process. It's the reason we're here is to be on this journey. So we're just going to keep like in yoga, doing the same poses over and over again. And every time you get something new and new ideas will come. I think also attaching to outcomes is, is control, right? It's a form of control trying to 100%. 
you have an idea of how you think something should turn out, you are limiting the possibilities. And I promise you, what you imagine the outcome being is so much more limiting than what is possible. You think, oh, I can get here and this will get me that. I meet this guy. It's going to be great. We're going to go on this date. We're going to fall in love. We're going to get married and have babies. That actually is limiting. What's possible is what not anything I can even come up with, but let's just say a partner that awakens you and you go on adventures and you discover the world and you create this family that is beyond anything you've ever imagined. You limit yourself when you attach to outcomes. We all do it, but you just want to catch yourself from doing it and release it. We do it all the time. And every single thing we do. Again, I'm talking to you and I want you all to benefit from this. I wanted to open your heart and your minds and make life easier. Just like you want that for the people in your lives. But that is going to get in my way. That is going to be static in what I'm saying to you. Then I'm not just going to be flowing. I'm going to be worried about what I'm saying to you. Is it resonating? Adjusting what I'm saying, which is more in control. And that will actually add fear to the situation. May not, maybe not open it up. Or maybe you're not ready for one of the things I'm saying. And then I make, I leave feeling ashamed. All of that is unnecessary. It doesn't matter if you get anything from it or don't get anything from it. That is up to you. For me, it's important. I keep showing up because I want to, because I love it and I am passionate about it. And I'm so interested in this and I don't want to rob myself of that. I want to act on my inspiration and live in my highest joy. So I'm here and I have to just not attach to what anyone says or thinks about it. And that's a lot of work for me, for somebody who seeks validation. That has been part of my growth, not seeking that validation. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if anyone listens to us. It doesn't matter. And if they do, I'm so excited. And that's so wonderful. We're all part of this conversation together. And it's exciting because I actually do believe that people are attracting this information to them more and more and more and more. But if I were attaching to an outcome, we wouldn't even be here. This wouldn't be happening. And I wouldn't have this excitement in my life. I would be too worried about what someone would say or think, or if it would work or if it would matter. And then if I did do it, it wouldn't flow right. And I wouldn't say what I was really thinking or being authentic. So we have to just keep calling ourselves out and say, I see that I have an attachment to an outcome. I'm going to push past the fear. I have faith that either something wonderful will happen or a manifestation event will happen. And both of those are perfect and happening for me. If it's a manifestation event, if all you guys say, Jackie, you're a fraud, you're terrible. This is so lame. I am turning it off and never coming back. Then that's great information for me because that's a manifestation event. So then I can go and say, oh, I'm still having problems with imposter syndrome. I'm still having issues with unworthiness. I'm still dealing with needing validation. I have more work to do in that arena. Hi, who's this? We're joined by somebody new. That is Park, my son who's in town from LA. Oh my goodness. Hi. So nice to meet you. What are you doing in town? 
<laughs> I just found out my mom does a podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's soup's awesome is what she is how and long are you in town for oh uh till saturday what are you doing just hanging uh, out in the rain yeah i got a little homesick had to just <laughs> come back park is are going you? to otis in venice otis school of design and he's killing oh, it. that's super you're cool. going to otis that's so exciting that's cool <laughs> you have any what are your what are your greatest by the way, you're on a podcast now too. So welcome. Um, unless Mark, you, you want to share, you should share what you're doing. Cause it's awesome. Yeah. What's going on. Um, so I went to school at Otis and things are going pretty well. And then my roommate got this like internship and it was pretty cool for this, uh, like fashion company called ERL and he was like a photographer. And so he's been doing a bunch of photo. And then like a month after he got in, he um, asked if like anyone knew any designers to be like the first like design intern. And Peter was like, oh, my roommate is a designer. So then I've just, I got in there and it's been like life changing. It's been super cool. I've learned a bunch. And I've been able to like work on some cool projects. I'm excited. Okay, see, this is a perfect example of Things working out perfectly in alignment when you're just excited. Cause I will say when you're young, you have confidence and you can, it's, you can push past fear so much easier and things just work out when you're doing things you want to do and not yeah. worrying about it. Right. My, um, my best friend was supposed to come to LA with me and then like his school went online and it was like a lot more than the current school he's at and his he just didn't want to do that and so then he backed out like last like the last week and i was like pretty nervous i was like pretty you know upset about it but then yeah. i ended up moving in with this other guy who's his cousin and like if i wouldn't have done that then or if my friend wouldn't have backed out i wouldn't have been able to get this thing so it's weird things just work out they always work out and there's nothing ever random it all yeah. happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And you, like you said, you were nervous when he backed out, right? Initially, mm -hmm. but you I did it like, anyway. Yeah, it was scary. Of uh, course. I go into it pretty confidently. I don't know. I think I handled it pretty well. You handled it beautifully. You are an inspiration to everyone listening. Thank you. I love it so much. And we're all so excited for you. And you'll have to come back and tell us how it's going. Yeah, for sure. That is awesome. Yeah. So your mom has a very good example of alignment around her all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dog. that's what happens. We And we get older and we sort of add more and more limitations to what we can do. And our self-talk, it's a little more negative. You can't do this. You can't do that. Who do you think you are to have that? Right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of refreshing to have you say what you're saying because... You pushed past that self-talk. It wasn't strong enough to keep you back. And now you can see how you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You were in the exact right place at the right time with the exact right people. And for your friend that didn't join, he's exploring something completely different because he got yeah. nervous and now is exploring probably more fear. Maybe not. Maybe that led to something more exciting for him. But it all yeah. happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And I just love it. Yeah, it's very weird. I wasn't ever like a believer in like, you know, things happen for a reason until like all this started happening. 
Right. Not, I feel like I am, but yeah. although there's, well, still, there's still some negative self-talk that comes in on a regular. Lots of negative self-talk. It always will. It always will. You just have to recognize it as that. Oh, this is just negative self-talk. Oh, this is just my mind trying to talk me out of something because I'm nervous, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore you because I know you're not real. This is irrational. Whatever self-talk or fears are coming up, it doesn't matter. It, they're not they're not legit. So yeah. you can then just do the thing you want to do anyway. And if you just do that, then you'll see you just keep going and going and going and going. Yeah. I'm happy that I decided to go after art instead of take like a more safe route, I guess. Yeah. And bravo to your mom too, for giving you freedom because, you know, a lot of parents want to control what their kids are doing. We all do. And it's very hard to let our kids sort of take their own path, but our kids know best. We are not them. They are their own people on their own. I'm going to say on their own journey. And the more freedom we can give them and they understand that they're free and they can do what they're passionate about, then look what's happening. It's so exciting. So bravo to you. Bravo to your mom. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. (laughs) That was really cool. (laughs) I'm glad he could participate. He probably needed to hear some of those things. Well, he walked right in. Look, there are no coincidences that was perfect had i tried to say oh stop this and talk and then excuse him that's control you got to understand that even our kids coming in in the middle is perfect and we have to know that that we drew that to us he had here's what's interesting he had the inspired thought to come say hello to you right now right yeah we put that inspired thought in his head We attracted him to come here. That was not an accident or a coincidence. Do you see how it works? It all makes sense. So he came, gave our listeners an incredible example of what happens when you push past fear, so much better than my lame tennis clothes analogy. And, but funny, right? They're both about design. (laughs) And here he came. And so it's kind of going with the flow and understanding that if you just take this ride in this life and you trust that everything is coming for you and you do not need to control it and you do not need to sift through the things coming and say, yes, you can approach, you cannot, I don't have time for you, I have time for you. The phone rings, oh my gosh, you're calling at the worst time, I don't wanna pick up, but now I understand you're calling me for a reason, I'm gonna pick up no matter what, I know it's happening for me, you had the thought attracted to you to call me. So I'm going to pick it up because I'm the creator of my world. I'm the creator of my universe. It's all happening for me. So I'm going to take this ride, have faith that everything I do is for my greatest good and my highest benefit. And I'm going to stay in that mindset because that is alignment. And when I notice I am not in that mindset, I don't want to answer the phone. I'm not going to, I'm annoyed. I will check myself and say, I'm out of alignment. What can I do to get back into alignment, receive the next inspiration, whether it's a phone call or an approaching person or an idea to do anything, I am going to act on that inspiration. And when the self-talk happens, the ego voice, the rational voice, the stopper of inspiration, 
I am going to ignore that voice, know that whatever that voice is saying is completely irrational. I am not going to die if I answer this phone. I am not going to get attacked by a bear. It is not protecting me from anything. I think it's protecting me from something, but it's not. It's just preventing me from living my most glamorous, beautiful life. I'm going to answer that phone, act on the inspiration, know that's all happening for me, have so much fun doing it, have so much faith in it. And I am going to be happier than I've ever been more of the time. And I will be an example of alignment for everyone around me to follow. I will add love to my balloon. I will expand my balloon. They will add love to their balloons, expand their balloons. When I see their balloon is shrunken and in fear, I will not judge it. I will continue to add love so I can see that person a little more clearly and they can maybe be inspired. And we just keep doing this every day and you will see so many positive, wonderful, exciting changes. We're all doing it together. I am so grateful for you guys being here. I am so grateful to meet your son. And I just want to thank anyone who's listening. This has been an amazing conversation. Preach, Shaggy, preach. <laughs>